0: My name is Gwenda and I'm Tatiana and you're listening to GT Conversations, the ultimate global lifestyle podcast.
1: Hi everyone thank you for tuning in today's a very special episode i'm very excited because i'm gonna get to interview Gwenda on her favorite topic right now which is football and i'm really excited because i can actually get your questions answered which you sent in thank you very much for that Uh, but also i can get uh, all up to date with all the things
0: she does so i'm really looking forward to that I'm really excited as well. I'm also a little nervous to be honest. <laughs> I hope I can like answer all your questions before we like jump into that though like first of all, thank you so much for listening to last week's episode, which was all about languages. If you haven't done so yet on Spotify, we have also created some question and poll options for you to like join in the conversations. And yeah let's just catch up a little bit uh, before we like talk all things football. How was your week what what was your favorite this week? Yeah, if you listened to, into the last episode, I mentioned that uh, my goal would be
1: to plan our vacation for to Mahabaleshwar, and that's uh, what I did. I planned it, and we went to Mahabaleshwar, and it was fantastic. And um, for everybody outside Mumbai or India, um, Mahabaleshwar is a hill station about six-hour drive from Mumbai. And it's actually very well known for their strawberries. So during strawberry season, a lot of people go there to pluck strawberries. <laughs> yes. And uh, we went slightly out of season, but it was fantastic because also obviously as a hill station known for very clean air and as a very cool location. And so we went and had a fantastic time. Uh, on the hills, uh, we saw a lot of monkeys, which was very interesting, especially for <laughs> my daughter. I a lot of videos right now. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter loved that, but they're damn, aggr- not aggressive, but very forceful. When they see uh, food somewhere, especially sweets, um, they actually stole 2 jalebis jello-bees off my husband's plate. So they're incredible. No fear of human beings at all. Just coming onto your table and taking whatever they want. It was really, really exciting. How about you, Gunna?
0: Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for the strawberry jam that you brought back for me. Uh, love that. I didn't... You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't leave the city. I was in Bombay like throughout this whole Diwali week as well. And last week, actually, I attended a really cool conference, which was organized by the Australian Consulate um, in collaboration or association with Radisson Royals and uh, Deakin University. I think that's how you pronounce it in Australian. Ah, uh, university um all about women and sports oh. and obviously <laughs> had had to pick it for my favorite this week uh, given our topic of today's episode but i really loved it uh, for multiple reasons like first of all walking into the room i felt so proud to like see a conference with majority of women attending um also on the panel like the panel discussions everything like like you could really see women in power and 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 that was fantastic also I felt really happy that I knew a bunch of uh, ladies over there already, both seniors to me, as well as juniors to me. Um, I like also invited uh, one or two of them who are like in the sports industry, but like very juniors, so I like shared the information. I think that is just a tip that I would love to share with everyone. When you get invited to an event, to a conference or something, like always try and share that information with others who are in that field as well, because I just believe like you grow stronger together. Um, so that was like really nice and yeah, just a lot of learning, a lot of networking, a lot of capacity building, also like sharing struggles that we face across different sports. My focus is football, but then there were a lot of people from the cricket industry as well, a lot of physiotherapists, like really across the boards. And it was, it was good to see like what people can learn from each other from different industries, but also some of the issues that we face across, um, any sport, and how we can probably also tackle it together. Yeah, that was like, yeah, very inspiring, very making me feel very hopeful that, yes, despite all the struggles that we have, there is this hope that, like, we can. Um, overcome them and we can actually like excel in sports and there's been progress yes. uh, which doesn't mean there isn't supposed to be more but obviously, yeah. we have come quite a way already and, and we so have true and it. sometimes that is what you forget in your day-to-day right like you <laughs> facing like one issue after the other or like yeah. feeling that like progress is so slow or you can't really see the progress that like even your own work is making but then like long term in the big picture yes definitely Terrific. we probably speak about that a little more as well. But uh, what about your goal for this upcoming week? So I, I just noticed actually because the
1: this week is really busy. My daughter's at home. For everybody outside, obviously, India, it's Diwali week. So Diwali is the holiday in India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gwenda and I spoke about that before. It means a lot of firecrackers <laughs> late <laughs> nights because you can't sleep because it's uh, a lot of um, yeah,
0: noise. Yeah, it's like Diwali break or Diwali holidays is like Christmas holidays, uh, New Year's holidays in, in Europe or Western um, Western countries. That's so funny you say that because I was,
1: we were coming back from Malishwa and on the day of the main Diwali mm. event basically and uh, my husband, my daughter and I took a round around our society. Because obviously everybody has sort of decorated and a lot of lights out so we yeah. wanted to have a look before the big firecracker started and the air would get really um big. polluted yeah so we did and i i really realized how much it actually looks like new year's eve in europe or specifically germany yeah. because all the lights are out so in europe you would have all the christmas decorations still yeah up. But it's obviously uh, once in a while you hear firecrackers already of people starting early on. That's the same on New Year's Eve as well, Um, and the only difference is obviously that I was running around in a small summer dress (laughs) versus in Europe you would be sort of dressed up, layered and like uh, coats and and... hats and scarves and whatnot. So. I love that parallel in a way but yeah. coming to my goal actually as I mentioned it's very busy uh, today's the cricket event happening as well the
0: semi-finals yes.
1: let's go India the cricket world cup is happening and in India is today playing the semi in Mumbai so um, we are not going to move out at all <laughs> <laughs> for it's, fear it's, of it's, getting stuck <laughs> it's going to be crazy traffic but yeah Mm-hmm. Um, But there is an event that I actually want to plan for one of the expert communities here in uh, Mumbai that I'm involved in. It's a book event, so obviously I obviously I can't, I can't help it. Our book discussions have been online and we want to uh, organize basically one or two social get together, like, exactly per person. year at least. And that's sort of the one thing I want to
0: get going yes. now. Amazing, I love that. How about you? My goal this week is to actually go to Juhu Beach for walks either in the morning or like in the evenings for sunset. It's something which I used to do like so often multiple times in a week, like sometimes even daily um, doing like 20, 20, 20, 21. Um, good times. <laughs> yes, when, the, when, the, when life was a little slower and my life has been like super hectic and like super full and I love it. But I also feel that I need to make sure that I, like have these kind of moments of like calmness I'm okay to listen like to a podcast or listen to music or just like don't do anything I want to go alone actually I don't even want to meet friends and and go for a walk together but have some me time by the beach like watch the waves I just love it and obviously the mornings at Juhu Beach are like very different compared to evenings because evenings get like a little crowded but then I still feel like when you go alone to Juhu Beach even when it's crowded you still find your like calmness um yeah there's so, certain areas which are slightly yeah. a bit more quiet yeah that, and so. I don't like I really don't mind that like I can be in a very buzzing place but like, the beach the waves like it just calms you down and I just sit down and let people pass and um, people watching <laughs> yeah people watching just like very meditative so want to do that three times this week either morning walks or evening for a sunset Shadow. so yeah so that's my goal for this week awesome. and now before I like, let you start <laughs> questioning <me. laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh, interrogation on for yeah. yeah. Before we get into the whole football discussion, we wanted to introduce you to an organization that we would like to support.
1: Empowering girls one goal at a time. Dreaming in Slums is a Mumbai-based foundation shaping futures through football. With two centers in Santa Cruz East and Dharavi, They're mentoring over 100 girls, teaching them vital life skills through football. From teamwork to leadership, these girls are gaining the tools they need to thrive in all aspects of their lives, on and off the pitch. And the best part, the entire foundation is led by amazing girls and women from the community. Head to at dreaming underscore in underscore slums to learn how you can get involved in kicking off these girls' journeys to success. then let's get started <laughs> you yeah. you can't see Gwenda right now but uh yeah she's beaming <laughs> <laughs> very very excited um and obviously you probably have heard over the last couple of weeks as well every time you speak about your favorites of the week it's been football related usually
0: I trying really hard to not always pick like a football related favorite but yes like my life revolves around football a lot exactly but I'm not like working yeah I'm really excited to have this conversation with you let's see <laughs> so I think we should start actually
1: right in the beginning where your football career basically started
0: where mm-hmm. did it start when did you first start playing football well it never started as a career it's kind of like a very random way that I came to football both my parents were working full-time when I was a child and they basically didn't have childcare for me on like a random afternoon so they dropped me at my friend's house and my friend had football practice okay so I just went along I really enjoyed it and uh, from there it just like started I think I was probably eight or nine years old actually like I think two three years before that I tried joining football and uh, so in my hometown there was no female team like there were no women teams or girls teams at that time this is like 25 years ago <laughs> just for reference but so like my hometown didn't have a women's team or girls team okay and uh the local football club basically had a boys team for like under 10 under 11 or whatever and they basically were like open for girls to join in as well and have it as a coed or mixed team yeah so there was another girl who had already uh, who was already part of the team and then I joined but it was such a toxic environment I don't know okay like both like the coaches as well as like the other boys I mean kids but like really like okay girls don't know how to play football type stuff Uh, yeah like even when they like even though they didn't say it in our face or in my face but like I didn't really feel welcome so I think I went there like two three times and I told my parents never mind yeah (laughs) but then so like uh, fast forward like a couple of years when I was eight or nine I got to know through my friend about like this girls team which was actually in a village near my hometown. So it was like a half an hour drive from my uh, home. And then I just loved it. My parents dropped me every time when we used to have games. Um, And I played for couple of years in Germany. In fact, I also played two international tournaments when Ooh. I was a kid. Sounds super fancy. Uh, one was in Denmark when I was like 14, 15-ish, mm-hmm. and the other one was in Sweden, which is actually like a pretty famous international tournament called the Gotia Cup, which at that time, I didn't realize like how big and famous it was, but being in India now and like when I talk about it like people are like yes of course like it's a huge mm-hmm. tournament so yeah I was and I was always the youngest in my in my teams in Germany Um, always like the smallest youngest so I like the coaches always made me play the positions that like nobody has wanted to play <laughs> so I became actually a left lefty in football like I write with my right hand and everything but like playing football I'm much more confident on my left foot because The coaches basically made me play on the left side, left defender. And that's how I just, like, um, strengthened my left foot. And now that's, like, my biggest asset. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, obviously, you were playing in Germany and those tournaments until? Pretty much until, like, my 11th, 12th standard. After finishing high school, I moved um, cities, I moved countries. And then I didn't play for almost fifteen years, I think. Yeah. Uh, till I started again in in Bombay Lane in 2018. Okay, but I have to ask that because obviously in India, when you're
1: out on the street or literally just visiting the country, and every anybody who's lived here for a while knows that the national sport is cricket. And then there is, you know, the I think the official national sport actually is hockey, but cricket obviously is the one with which has the, the money. Yeah and uh, the you know like cricket players are seen like almost uh, parallel as Bollywood stars and whatsoever so
0: what on earth <laughs> made you think that yeah sure I pick up football here so obviously like football is a team sport so after like leaving my hometown and when I was like in colleges in Germany as well as Singapore I was always like looking to play but somehow like, didn't find the right teams I didn't like you need to know people who play in order to play yeah. right? you can't just go on the street and play by yourself I mean it's very (laughs) boring to play football alone and so even when I moved to to Bombay in 2014 I was looking around and that was the time when like social media was not that active and football definitely was not very visible um, online but I remember like I found like an email idea of like some football club which had a women's team in South Bombay but they never replied to me so it took me (laughs) kind of like four years in Bombay to get to know a social league actually not even like a league which uh, runs under FIFA but like just a fun social league in Bandung called the Roots League and it was just a five a side which I was not used to playing like in Germany like always played 11 a side always like on real natural grass mud grounds and obviously in Bombay everything is like turf. So
1: basically from 2018 to now, it's five years that you've been involved in football. And I happen to know, and I think by now a lot of our listeners know as well, that there's a lot more now than sort of in air quotes, just you playing football, basically. So yeah, what, <laughs> well, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, I, I fell in love with the sport all over again. And I started with just playing like fun tournaments in 2021. We started the women's team of Young Guns FC. The club had been around for like 20 plus years, obviously a boys team. And then the team owner and like uh, two, three other girls. And I started the women's team. And it's been just so much like passion. And like, it's a huge honor for me to see that whole team grow. I was a captain um, for the team. Unfortunately, right now I cannot play because I have a foreign passport and there are like some legal rules of the all india football federation but i'm still the manager of the team i obviously like uh, still train with them and then a lot of times like especially in the football community when you talk about like what is the progress how is like football evolving in the country there are a lot of people complaining that a lot of things don't are not done in the right way which yes i agree there's a lot of Things that are like could be done better in terms of both like infrastructure in terms of physical infrastructure but also just like in how the official leagues are organized and everything, but I don't like to just like sit around and complain, yeah, so I decided to join the women's committee of m f a which mm-hmm. is the Mumbai Football Association, which is the official governing body for football in in Mumbai district. I just explain it a little bit, so obviously, if you know football, you know there's FIFA which is a world governing body yeah. every continent has like a football uh, federation so like for example you have afc um, for asia and then india has an all india football federation which governs everything around football in india and then again like india being such a big country like you have uh, different associations for like different regions so for the region that Mumbai falls into, you have FIFA, which is the Western India Football Association. And then the Mumbai district, like the different districts have uh, their own associations. So the highest level is FIFA and MFA is like the lowest level. So what we do at MFA is like we organize all the tournaments, like all the leagues, starting from the youth leagues, under 14, under 17 girls. Obviously, boys leagues are there. If you go lower age groups, it's actually like mixed teams. So like under 11 and all has boys and girls. And then for the women's, we have, like, two divisions, the super division and the elite division. And then the boys have also multiple divisions. From there, basically, then you can, if you qualify, you go to, like, the state leagues and and so on. And then at some point, reach the highest level of club football. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's where I got involved in terms of... Structural. Yes, exactly. Structure, like, especially infrastructure, uh, but also, like, in terms of... uh, obviously developing football, right? Like having like a long-term vision of like, how do you want to develop football in Mumbai to make sure that like we have players, but also clubs who move forward, who like represent the city in like ISL, for example, you have like ISL is the Indian Super League. So yeah, obviously you obviously have like Mumbai City FC
1: <clears throat>
0: um, playing in that for the women's, uh, it is Indian Women's League, IWL which unfortunately does not get like anyways, football doesn't get enough money compared to like cricket, but then like women's football, gets very little money, uh, hardly any coverage. Like it's very sad, like the last, um, Indian women's league, which is again, like it's the highest level of club football in this country. And we didn't even have broadcasting rights. I think two days before the tournament started, they, they put out the broadcasting rights and it's like, it's a joke, right? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you think like any company or any corporate Will put in money and invest in a sport if the entire structure around it is so unprofessional. Yeah. So
1: and it's the uh, sports I think, especially women's sports in general. There's always the communication and all. Oh well, um, you know, nobody wants to invest and hence we're not doing anything for women football or women's sports. But then, yeah, exactly as you say, the structure has to be there in order for people to invest basically into like otherwise.
0: Exactly. And there's a big difference in terms of like cricket and football in India, in terms of the structure, how much government is involved and how much it's driven by private organizations. Okay. So, for example, the ISL, the Indian Super League, is something which is run by AFF in collaboration with like Reliance. And so it's like a private government partnership. Obviously, that's where then brands come in, like if you like commercialize the whole sports, right? And that is what I wish what would happen for women's football in India is, for example, that AFF, who runs the Indian Women's League, decides to actually give away the broadcasting rights um, in collaboration with like the ISL, for example. So if you club the men's football and the women's football, like it's a win-win. A lot of things like have to be done on like a like political decision level in order to facilitate then private money coming in and investing. Okay, we're going to come more to that uh, in a moment as well. But uh, I, I just want to understand because we've had now a lot
1: of like the structure. So basically ISL and IW, the Super League, um, is is that basically comparable to like the Premier League in England and the, the Bundesliga in Germany, etc.? Yeah. So what are like teams? Because even that, right, I think most people on the street would be able to give you the names of probably the top 10 cricket teams. But
0: the football teams are not even really that well known yet. I, I agree. So actually the oldest football club in India was founded in 1889, which is basically a Calcutta club. Um, and like Calcutta has been like one of the biggest yeah. clubs um, you might have known because obviously your husband is yes. from there. Samwan <laughs> Bagan is the oldest club. And you also have like actually very derby culture over there in mm-hmm. Calcutta, which like brings actually tens of thousands of people into the stadium. But yeah, That you keep on hearing
1: people, they are very proud actually that for instance, Like, years and years ago, uh,
0: Maradona came to Kolkata, but I'm also part of, like, the fan club of Mumbai City FC, the West Coast Brigade. I'm also an ambassador for Mumbai City FC, and, like, very, very few people know that actually an Indian club is currently playing in the Asian Champions League. So the problem is that you have a lot of people in India who are very passionate about football, but they watch only international football leagues. So they watch La Liga, they watch the Premier League uh, in uh, England, they watch Bundesliga, but they don't watch ISL. They have no clue of where Indian football stands at at this point. Or like even a lot of people might not be interested because yes, definitely the level is different. If you think about how many years, decades, it took countries like Germany and England and Spain, Italy and all to develop their football, The kind of money that goes into football over there versus here is like very, very different, right? So yeah, I always like encourage people to like, one of the things that I really love watching and experiencing sports in the stadium and like the kind of atmosphere that you have in Indian stadiums because the community is still so small, like the kind of interactions you have with players as fans, it's so amazing. And I always tell people the Messi's and Ronaldo's of the world They were not just became so famous because they like have great football skills, right? It's also because of all the people who used to come and watch their matches and hype them up when they were like unknown people, right? So and that is the same thing that we have to do for Indian football.
1: And basically, it already starts with uh, with kids playing, no? Because mm-hmm. number one, you know, it's like all the big names. Uh, you always hear them talk about how they start playing as little boys or girls, barefoot with just literally a football and some poles that they found somewhere to use as a goal, basically. Um, Because we got a really interesting question as well from Instagram from you guys about what you find are the differences in infrastructure and as well passion when you compare... Germany and India. And I mean in Germany, as you said, right? It's it's what cricket is to India is football to Germany. And yeah. it starts really with the fact that the go-to sports for little kids is football oftentimes. It's what is available in terms of local sports clubs or whatever. And what is passionate also, like what, you know, maybe your parents are watching or going to the stadium ex- or whatever. Ex-
0: exactly. But I think also like one, especially like in big cities like Mumbai, right? Like the biggest struggle we have is space. So in order to play football, you need space, right? So that the fact that in Germany, the development plans of all cities have dedicated recreational sports infrastructure planned and the government is investing in it. It's free of cost. Is like a, such a huge thing, right? Here... Yes, you ha- You still have a few mud grounds where it's free, of course, and you can just use it. Otherwise, it's gully cricket, the same way like goes for gully football. Gully basically means like uh, uh, roadside uh, football or cricket. Yeah. But then everything like turfs you have to pay for. A few of the parks as well in Mumbai don't even allow kids to play with a ball, right? So if you don't come from a privileged family where either like, your so- society has space for you to play or like you pay for a turf, where else do you play the sport? So that is definitely one thing. So we definitely see like not just for football, but for many sports that athletes peak at a much later age because also they get into sports at a much later age. And I think that is definitely something which I think also like it's a little bit of self-promotion, but I think one of the really great things that MFA has done is introducing the uh, youth leagues because in the end of the day, that's another thing, like if you want to become a professional player, you have to have game time. You cannot just like train. Yes. Yes. That's a given. You have to train every day. But the more you play competitive games against others, that's how you improve as a player. Especially like in in that age group until the age of 14. Like the amount of games that you have played, the amount of exposure you have gotten really makes a huge difference. And also not just obviously competitive games in terms of, you know,
1: your school against another school. And it's the same kids basically all over again. But if you were get to play with other schools in the city or even in the state, It just exposes you so much more to the different uh, games and and styles.
0: That's actually something which I totally love about India. A lot of schools will have teams, like football teams, cricket teams, whatever. And they play inter-school, inter-college, like district level, but also state level, and then even nationals. I find it's so interesting you're saying that, because I was just thinking
1: that in India in general, you have a very big focus on study. And I feel the only time that uh, parents allow their kids to basically follow
0: some sort of sports is if they play competitive. So even making yeah, that yeah, competitive yeah, in a way as well. Oh, that's very true. And then obviously like scholarships or whatever comes to yeah. that as well, right? No, but 100% like culture obviously plays a, is, plays a huge role in, in any development in, in sports. So yes, the fact that like cricket is the religion in India, football obviously takes takes the backseat of that and that. And then like so many things, right? Because again, it's a contact sports for specifically for girls families are always worried like okay what if my child gets injured depending on how conservative or orthodox families are the fact that we play football outdoors during really sunny days like your skin gets darker you wear shorts is it safe to travel in shorts from your home to your sports facility all those things come into the picture as well and that is why yeah I would totally agree that there's an infrastructure problem there's a cultural problem in terms of like how much do we as a society push the sport as well. And then I think the third pillar is from a political, but also from a corporate or like private financial perspective, bringing in the fact that, for example, what does our media report on? Right? Like, even though we have an Indian women's football team, which is much higher ranked in FIFA rankings compared to the Indian men's team, like women's football in India doesn't get more attention. The fact that like our highest club level league is run in such a, sorry, I'm trying to be politically correct here, <laughs> in such a non-professional way. The fact that like, I like I personally know players who played um, IWL in the last few seasons and they complain about like the food that is being served to athletes being like completely unhealthy, the housing or like wherever they are like put up far away from the venues where the matches are happening, matches happening at like super early hours where like players have to wake up literally at four in the morning or three in the morning in order to like play a match on time. Um, All those kind of things coming together. So I think there's really like the need to have a vision from a government perspective. And that is from like a India government as well as like going down to like local districts in terms of like the infrastructure that we want to create but also like the hype that we want to create around it. Um, the media campaigns we want to run around it the kind of like collaborations and partnerships we want to create because I I get it like it's not something which only a government body like an AFF can do alone right like we need partners um, like how Geo Cinema has come in for example this year as a broadcasting partner for the ISL like why don't we like target such big broadcasting partners for women football as well I think that's
1: a problem, though, that uh, unfortunately is not just there in Indian football, but everywhere.
0: uh, If you remember, yeah, if you remember, not the last uh, World Cup, but the World Cup before, like the women's uh, football team from the U.S. fighting for the equal pay um, throughout the entire World Cup campaign was just, I mean, it was such a global phenomena and like really women footballers from all over the world were just supporting them to, I mean, such a basic thing you would, you would believe that you pay players an equal amount for the work that they do but yeah it's it's just on all different levels i mean like football is definitely in india at this point especially for women football is not a career that you can make a lot of money in and that's again like something where like families then obviously advise female athletes to also focus on their studies and not only focus on football even if the talent is there we have a couple of indian female footballers who are actually playing abroad and playing very successfully abroad but it's still unfortunately a handful of footballers who actually could make it like their full-time career and it's crazy to think about right that like People have to take leave to like play a World Cup (laughs) because (laughs) they have, please go. (laughs) Because they actually have a regular office job and then they also like represent the country, right? So there's yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But at the same time, I'm also very hopeful. I don't like to draw the picture too negative as well, because for those of you who don't know, by the time this recording goes live, India played one of their World Cup qualifier matches yesterday, so on Thursday. And they're playing again, again on Tuesday. And there is a chance, and I think like we will see India, both the men's and the women's team, play in the World Cup um, very, very soon. You know, like, when you can feel that the change is coming, you don't know exactly when and how, but there's a lot of passionate like, people who are in this industry, are like, so passionately and so hardworking to like, push us to the next level, and... Like, whenever I get tired of, like, all this, like, politics and all the struggles, I'm always thinking that, yes, we are the game changers, you know, like, and I tell this to my girls at Young Guns FC as well, like, we are truly, we are game changers. Every time we step on the field and we play a match, it's not just that we play it for the sake of, of the fun and, like, because we enjoy it, like, it is, like, we each one of us is a role model. Every time, like, we travel in our shorts and, and our jerseys and the local trains, like, there are little girls who see us and who are, like, wow. girls can play football that's like so cool and in the end it's not just about sports right but the fact is that it really brings the girls also a lot of confidence that they might not otherwise have had yeah i mean so many like social skills again like given that it is a team sports, the amount of discipline the amount of like teamwork that you learn Fair play, all of those kind of things, like also help you in your career later yeah. on.
1: I can just imagine when you're on the on the pitch, you know, and you have a situation where you don't agree, for instance, with the referee <laughs> and then also how do you handle a situation when you're so passionately involved in something and you know, yes. that is something
0: where once you learn it, you can use it in all aspects of your life. <laughs> Fun fact, I just signed up for a referee course. It's just my way of wanting to give back to the community. Every person in this ecosystem has a role to play. Day, right and referees you don't earn money yeah it is it, it's literally like you are volunteering to like do something yes you get like a small amount of money but it like it's definitely not worth all the drama that you take in. so people do it for their passion and again like something unfortunately we have very few female referees in mumbai or generally in this country or in the world for that matter so just trying to bring the change and also learn To be a little more compassionate (laughs) towards referees, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, put yourself
1: in the shoes of a referee quite easily. But that's actually a great point because now we've we've talked about the aspects of football that you're involved in. I would be interested to know that A, the girls that you are playing with and that are in your team, why are they playing football basically? Do they see themselves making a career of it? Or is it really more of, you know, like a sports is a healthy thing to do? And we had another question also from Instagram where somebody was asking basically, what are your job options? Obviously, you know, everybody wants to be a star athlete. You know, if it's cricket mm. or football or whatever, right? But we all know that there's only that many jobs, and not everybody has a talent to really make it all the way professional the into professional into level, as exactly. exactly. But what are your options? When should you be starting? And what are your options if it's not, you know, the next Beckham or whatever? So yeah, that's a couple there, of questions. A couple here. of questions, right? Yeah.
0: Here. <laughs> so I think at the level that I play, which is like the district and state level, unfortunately none of the girls have been able to like make it their prime career depending on the age yes that's maybe something that they are still looking at it to make it to the national team at some point point. and also really depends on how indian women's football will develop right yeah. because if the indian women's league becomes like an isl or like an I- ipl in any cricket then there are actually career chances for girls in India to play professional football. Otherwise the only options is in the national team and then moving abroad, right? And yeah. that only so, as you said, so many slots for players to do that. But at the same time, people who play semi-professional, so they might make a little money here and there um, by playing but then build their career around it. So for example, become a coach and coach at an academy or do something in sports management or like sports science, sports analytics. And it doesn't even have to be like only football. Like maybe work with a sports marketing agency, be part of like a bigger club. When I started playing back in 2018, like four or five of these girls they are now working with the indian super league so it's damn interesting like when i come to the stadium and i see them all professional setups and making sure like everything runs uh smoothly so that's i think you have an athlete but then there are so many aspects around it right from obviously like your coaches your physios your sports psychologists and then like going into like the entire infrastructure right like venue management to like marketing sponsorships relationship management all the way to being the finance guy at a football club, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a lawyer or whatever. Needs to be done as well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think that is something which like, if you're so passionate about something, even if you can't make it your career as athlete, you can always like, combine your career with your passion, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, and then it will always help you that you have played. Uh, exactly. Sport, you, are, you understand the sport. You understand the ecosystem. Uh, you have contacts. I think that is also like a very important point for anyone who is like trying to build or like, explore building a career in, in this field is to like make as many contacts and like really nurture your network get your hands dirty like be a ball boy or ball girl at like a local tournament or like just volunteer taking pictures at your local tournaments do whatever it takes to like understand how how the ecosystem works and then like plug yourself in where you where you want to be yeah, and I want to stress it again, basically how much,
1: especially for for young girls and then young women as well, that makes a difference. Basically, being involved in sports in general and football in your case specifically, because if, for instance, we've spoken about the charity Dreaming and Slums. Yeah, yes, we can talk a bit
0: Ooh, about that. that. Yeah, so actually, it's a wonderful um, initiative started by Gulavsha, and uh, so she is now a very dear friend of mine. In fact, two, three of her girls also came to Young and and played uh, for our clubs. But she basically started this uh, NGO in Daravi, um, where she teaches life skills to young girls through football. But then also like really helping um, those girls to transform their lives and transfer these skills that they use on the field, off the field in terms of their career. For example, like a few of her girls have now developed into coaches and they're coaching the younger batches. So like even the kind of standing that they have in their local societies is is very different now. One of the girls from Dreaming and Slams, she came up to me and she was telling me that she doesn't know how to start conversations with others. So I gave her like a challenge (laughs) of sorts and told her that every time I do practice or whenever, like you just make, make conversations with three different people and you tell me about it afterwards. And just the fact that her and I became friends and connected like we would have never met if it would have not been through the sports right so i think whether it's on the field or off the field like when you're playing a sport your background really doesn't matter it really matters what you bring not to the table but to the field (laughs) so so india doesn't have a shortage of talent yeah i mean like we are the most populated country in this world we have so many good sports men and sports women the problem is our infrastructure of talent scouting is very, very bad in here It's a long-term investment. Yeah, and not just in in the sports industry, but in general, like Indian economy works on a very short-term investment uh, basis. Fair enough, yeah. So <laughs> there are some people with money in their hands who like, are putting it into the sports, but yeah, I wish I wish there would be a little more of that. Like especially talent scouting, I think can definitely improve a lot, both in India, but also like so you have a lot of foreign clubs who try setting up academies in India and I think that's also very important for any foreign club you have to be very clear like why are you entering the Indian market Um, are you entering the Indian market because you want to set up academies over here and make money out of that are you trying to enter the market in order to grow your fan base for your foreign club in uh, India are you trying to set up here to find fresh talent that you can bring into your country, into your club, right? So there are many different aspects to it. And I think that's very, very important. But yeah, and as you said, you know, it's like, it's such a big country and that... uh within the football
1: world has always been a joke, basically, with like more than one billion people, we can't put a, a national eleven together, basically. But then it's like obviously if kids never get a chance or never even think of football to play, how do you find out that you have a talent for it, right?
0: Yes, and uh, that and even like the fact that like, I mean, we have both like the men's and the women's team are really, really good. But then like if they play like international now, I'm not exactly sure like how many training days they got the men's team just before the fifa world cup qualifiers that they're going to play but like if as a national team you you maybe train like 10 days together yeah. like what do you expect and we have a very famous indian national team head coach who has put that out uh in the media as well and given his uh, very good <laughs> let's say feedback <laughs> you have to also nurture that talent with like the infrastructure the time the care um the money to be put in right unfortunately that's the opportunity we mentioned that
1: already it's something that um number one you see worldwide but when it comes to women football number two sports in general that are not cricket in india are underfunded in terms of you know people saying that they've won certain medals for instance for the country in in athletics or whatsoever and they're coming home and literally their fame lasts for the two minutes they get on on tv sure. and they then have to Figure out like
0: their lives and whatever, like run a chai store or something.
1: Exactly. Which brings us actually, I think, quite well to what your hopes are. You mentioned it already (laughs) a little bit. Where do you think sort of, obviously we said money needs to come in somewhere, but maybe where does the money come
0: from? Where does it have to go at first in order to really make an impact? So I think there are two things. Yes, money needs to come in. I think the biggest investment that we have to put in is into like grassroots development, which really means having academies having like the infrastructure in terms of grounds um, and making sure that like every child in this country can play football if they want to because in the end of the day like if if you're saying that you want to play a world cup in like 10-15 years or something who will play the world cup in 15 years are like the ones who are like five six seven eight years old now so that is I think where the focus needs to go And then maybe because I'm a marketer myself, I think really media is very, very powerful. I really feel that we have to make sure that we, whatever we create in football, we have to showcase it on TV, on social media. We have to create that hype in the media. Then also private money will come in Yeah, because then you have the eyeballs on the games. We have recently started live streaming the away matches for Mumbai City FC. The... The way match that we played against Al-Hilal was like live streamed at socials. So we're like trying to build those kind of partnerships. But it is very, very important until and unless people see what we are creating and like the kind of football that we've played. Like the fact that like kids, okay, first of all, as a woman in this sports, I always feel sad when kids say only male footballers when they look up and like being asked about yeah. their heroes. But then also the fact that like we have people like Sunil Chhetri in this country who is such a brilliant footballer. Yeah, And 99% of the children will say that like their favorite footballer is Messi, Ronaldo, and they don't even know who is Sunil Chaitre. So I think a lot of this is about like storytelling, creating um, those visuals for, for people to see. And that's what like, I always tell people, like, okay, you play football, you post it on your social media, you go for an ISL match, like post about it, talk to your friends, invite your friends. Every single friend that I've invited to come with me to the stadium to watch a match is like, Wow, I had no idea that like this is the kind of atmosphere in the stadium. Like I like everyone is like watching international games and they're like dreaming of being in that stadium. Yes, I know like for example, Mumbai we have a very small stadium. But the kind of atmosphere, like every single time I'm in that stadium, I lose my voice. (laughs) Like it is just
1: brilliant. It's so beautiful. I'm not sure if that's the right sort of advertising. (laughs) But I know what you mean about passion. I'm just very passionate. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) But actually, it's like you said, it's it's a moment of change right now. That's actually even for companies a terrific moment to get into the sport in terms of sponsoring. Because if you look at cricket, you know, right now in cricket, you can't really do much with a small budget as a company because it's all the big companies are in right unless you have a couple million lying around (laughs) it's like it's you're you're fighting with the biggest companies in the country whereas if you go to football you can uh, sponsor you know maybe
0: a local team or whatever any brands out there (laughs) i'm serious any brand out there who wants to get involved like please contact me i'll guide you Uh, but that's true So they are like really amazing brands who are already getting into this space a few weeks ago, Rexona, the Durant, um brand, okay. did a fantastic campaign on visibility of female uh, footballers, even like Aditi Chauhan and like all like a lot of the players from the women's national team. And again, there's so much potential. What you said, right now is the right time to to get into it. Yeah. Whether whether it is in terms of sponsorships, whether it's in in terms of like broadcasting rights or like any kind of partnerships, uh, 100% agree. Like it's. It's now all otherwise like pay a lot of money later. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So obviously we spoke about money in terms of getting infrastructure, but especially
0: also sort of getting the clubs up and running and the grassroots development on. We also have to develop the entire system around it, right? Like coach development is so, so important. The fact that like, if you want to have more women football, we need to have more women coaches, match commissioners. Like there's so many people around the whole entire system so where where do you see let's say uh, Indian football in the next five to ten years
1: or <laughs> as, as somebody was asking you it's like when do we finally play the World Cup <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, we'll, we'll start playing the World Cup once you guys start watching Indian football <laughs> um, no but let's see I mean there's technically we have the possibility for the men to play the 2026 World Cup please watch the qualifier matches right now really helps in pushing the team um if they know for whom they are like fighting realistically i think it takes a couple of years longer so maybe like let's say in the next 10 years currently i think the indian men's team is uh, ranked 99 in the fifa ranking international fifa ranking and the women's team is currently ranked actually 16 um, which is yeah so we are close to it if you start watching and supporting indian football now you can yeah, like you can tell your friends later on that you were the one like who supported the team just before they made it to the World Cup. I really, really hope that we get our shit together in terms of being more organized with our league. It sounds so simple to like just create a football calendar throughout the year, which makes sure that there are like international breaks in like the um ISL and IWL um for the uh, national teams but also like breaking it down all the way to like mfa making sure that we don't we don't wait for like 2 3 weeks before the league starts to tell the clubs okay now we're starting right there should be like a bit better structure and that has to come from aff VFA, mfa to like work together and create these like structures and and plans in a, in a better way because again like if we do long term planning we can bring in partnerships like obviously if you like announce a tournament like 2 or 3 weeks before like, you won't get, like, how will you get a broadcasting yeah. partner uh, on board? Like, how can you bring, you don't even have time to bring in the money, right? So yeah. I think that is really, like, it, it sounds so basic, but I think these are, like, small but very, very important steps to, like, professionalize it and then also be able to, like, commercialize the sport more, which will help the growth. um And then, which you would think is actually quite easy, because uh, even if
1: you look at the major leagues in, in Europe, for instance, their time schedule is pretty much the same every year, no? Because like the the uh, season one and two sort of and and it's the same every year, so you, you technically well, know, you know, like maybe- te- technically you're right. <laughs> Let, let's keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um but, but yeah. you could do that here as well because I mean a, a lot in India obviously ranks on the uh, on the weather as well. We have
0: the summer um, months which yeah, are really hot. Festival, weather, international yeah. breaks. So like so
1: kind of things, There's yeah. like certain time periods which are easier obviously to manage than others. So you could, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> we we will we will uh no, at at some point in time. No, but I think like that those are like really streamlining things and processes and obviously like also if you think like I I don't want to like justify why it hasn't happened yet, but yes, like football in India is still um in, in very is still, is still, is still in progress. Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of the management, okay. <laughs> but uh, so for Young Guns FC, um, obviously we have the boys team, which is playing the Super Division um, of Mumbai Football Association. But then we actually have the women's teams, and currently playing the State League, which like is basically all teams from Maharashtra playing against each other. And if we win that, we actually qualify for the IWL two, which is like the second highest club football level. So my dream for Young Guns FC specifically for the women's team is to play the IWL like the highest league of club football and be like a very permanent uh, club over there. I think really also what I love so much about our team owner uh, Ani. Hi Ani if you're listening. (laughs) He is super passionate about this like in fact like he was one of the like founding boys when they started the boys uh, club and just like has been playing and is playing football like all his life and he is like very much into it to develop the sport to like also like I think one of the very unique things about our team compared to all the other teams in uh in Mumbai is that we train throughout the year we don't charge the girls a penny um and we focus really on domestic like local talent we don't buy in players from like northeast and like different uh other areas like we really want to make sure that we develop players over here and give them a growth path so, like, I really would love to see our club um, be at the highest level. So, yeah, that's my dream for the club. And then my dream for myself personally is that, so unfortunately, since 1st June this year, there's a new rule in India that foreign players cannot play um, district and state leagues. So I have to wait for, us to, for my club to, like, qualify for the Indian Women's League, then I can play again. But, yeah, I'm really, I'm missing playing competitive and i think like yeah i know like for me personally i know that i will never be able to like represent my country or my countries both germany and (laughs) india (laughs) um but like for me to like be able to represent my club at the highest level in india would be like a dream come true before we wrap up i actually uh, wanted to ask you a couple of questions that we got from our
1: listeners and a couple of them i found really really interesting so Somebody asked how they can grow football in their town. Basically, giving that you know, in a couple of states it's very popular already, whereas in others it's not or
0: not yet. Um, how can you how can you do that? Get a football and start playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it sounds that easy. It is actually that easy. Just get a bunch of your friends together, start playing. Uh, make it a regular thing that you always meet once a week or every day when like whatever is convenient for you at a specific time um start slow and, and and small and get more and more people involved and then uh so i think that is like really like at the lowest level otherwise depending on like how big or small your town is you can maybe like start a league or like a one-day tournament um whatever it is but yeah those are the things and then start watching yes 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent Then somebody is asking what
1: position you're playing. You mentioned you're like all the way in the beginning uh, when you started off as a teenager, but um, what are you playing right now when you're playing?
0: So I am a centre-back and I love that position. I just like love having the back of my entire team. (laughs) So yeah, centre-back, left side if possible. Um, As I said, I'm a lefty. At this point in time, like I'm flexible enough to like play whatever position my team needs me to play, but I'm most confident as a defender. Which goes a little bit into the next one, um,
1: because we've been talking about, you know, how if you ask a young Indian who their favorite player is, then um, they will say, you know, Messi and Ronaldo and all these kind of um, international names. Who is your, or who are your favorite uh, Indian football players?
0: I have a bunch. Let me say my favorite female players. Fun fact, my jersey number is 15. And one of the reasons why it is 15 is because I just love Megan Rabino. She obviously just retired. I love her game style, but I also love how she has used football as a platform to address social change. So huge, huge fan of hers. In terms of Indian footballers, given that I'm a defender uh, and I'm a Mumbai City FC fan, Meta Singh is one of my favorite players. Definitely you must watch him. He also plays for the Indian national team. I also really loved our other like center back that we had who now shifted to Odisha um fall. So he's a foreign player, but playing in the Indian Super League. Um in terms of the like IWL and like Indian women's national team, I do love Aditi Chohan. She's a goalkeeper. Not just before because of her game, but also again, like how she's using her platform, her fame, her reach. To push the sport forward, to so always like make sure that like Indian women's football is part of the conversations. She's also a commenter um, on Indian football on, on TV. I think that again is like, a huge thing, right? We spoke about this before in terms of building your career not just as a professional athlete, but also like other things that you can do around. And I think having a female voice discussing men's football on TV, again, like it's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and then I know it sounds cheesy, but like literally every single girl that I've played with is one of my favorite players. Like I love, I like, I actually make it a point to always try and learn something. Like the way someone like confidently goes for a header, or the way like someone pre-game, like the way they are focused, in the, when they are like in the changing room, I'm always trying to learn something or the other from from the girls around me. Is that a very cheesy answer? <laughs> no, I think that's so important because as
1: you said, you know, it's a team sport yeah. and uh, it, it brings you a lot of benefits and learning from each other is one of them.
0: Yes, 100%. And even the girls that I've played against, like, that's again, like, I think the fact that yes, on the field, we are enemies I and mean, we do whatever it takes to win the game. But like off the field, we are like all in the same, right? like we're all in to like push women's football ahead. I think that's a terrific, and uh, for the episode, thank you so much, Gwenda. For... Thank you so much. I like I, as you could probably notice, I could talk on for days and days about football. This was really fun. I hope it gave also a picture to like people who are not that much into the sports to like understand. So I think we'll obviously like link a lot of things that we spoke about um, in the show notes as well. I will also make sure that we'll add like my favorite clubs, um, obviously, Young Guns FC, um, Mumbai City FC even if you're in germany like there's a really amazing club called uh, fc fc victoria in berlin which again like really like pushes um the game for women's football so we like link all of them highly highly recommend and would like encourage you so much to like go and watch local football matches also very closely related uh, to football next week we will be discussing public spaces also very very uh... yes another favorite topic yeah
1: and if you have any points specifically you want us to discuss or bring up
0: let us know yeah make sure that you follow us on instagram at gt conversations and slide into our dms with any questions or any points that you want us to uh, include in next week's episode we always love to hear from you but for now bye see you bye bye